Chagiga Daf Yudzayin with Aleph and Beis, the or in the end, Tafasta Merube Lo Tafasta. Now the idea of Tafasta Merube Lo Tafasta, that if you try to catch too much, you don't catch anything. It's like a, uh, like a bird in the hand kind of a saying, is a principle we have. It's not just a saying, and we have this throughout the Shas, we have this as a principle in Gomorrah, and we dealt with it quite thoroughly back in Sukkah Daf Hei Aleph. So now we're already getting to places where we can cross-reference the Matmonim. Uh, so in Hey Amud Aleph in Sukkah, we, we dealt with it from a technical perspective quite, quite thoroughly. Um, today, there's a, is, is an interesting example. I've shown you many times how I've used Torah to help business leaders. But what I'll show you today is an example of how I use business thinking to understand Rishonim um, and, and to understand that, that interface and interplay between uh, the world in which we live, the day-to-day world in which we live, and uh, and understanding the Torah, the, the Matmonim lies in a run at the end of the at the end of the shir. But to get to the run, we've got to go through the uh, the Gemara and Rashi and and Eritvo. Uh, so let's try and uh, I'll do that. I'll try and explain it in the in the most concise way that I can. Uh, the Gemara is talking about an interesting idea, a very unique and unique idea. We have firstly the idea of tashlumin, which we already know about. The idea of tashlumin is that if you didn't bring your korban chagiga on the first day of Yom Tif, you can bring it on one of the other days of Yom Tif. Not only that, you can bring it on Shmini Atzeret as well. Your sukkah chagiga, if you didn't bring it all, all of Sukkot, you can bring it on. Uh, on Chagi, you can bring it on the last day of uh, of, of Sukkot, on, even on Shmini Atzeret. But an even more amazing din is that on Shavuot, which is only one day in Eretz Israel, if you didn't bring it on Shavuot, you can bring it for the seven days after Shavuot, even though those are weekdays. There's, there's no special yontif. I think we don't say tachanun on those days is, is a way that we, we show that those seven days are still, still important days. Although Shavuot is only a one-day yontif, it's the only yontif that is, that is one day. Nevertheless, other than Yom Kippur, nevertheless, the, the seven days afterwards are still time that you can bring tashlumin. That's a huge chidush. That's an amazing idea that, that one can do that. And this Gemara is the source for that. And the Gemara goes, goes working out and says... Uh, we can learn it from Shmini Atzeret, Omer Rabbi Eloz, Omer Rabbi Yeshaya, Minayin Latzeret, Sheyesh Latashlumin Kol Shiva. How do we know that Shmini that, that Atzeret, which means Shavuot, can be still made up, the Korban Chagiga can be made up for the following seven days, because it mentions all the Chagim together, so the same as Chag HaMatzot is seven days, so you can do Chag Shavuot for seven days. So the Gemara goes on to say, but then can, it, it also says Sukkot, and Sukkot there's eight days, so give us eight days for the Tashlumin for Shavuot. Answers the Gemara, um, Tafasta Merube, Lo Tafasta, Tafasta Bua, Tafasta. You're right, you've, you've got an option. You could learn from Sukkot and you could come out with eight days of Tashlumin for Shavuot. Eight days that you've still got to make up for lost Chagir. Uh, or you could learn from Pesach and you've got seven days. We have a principle of Tafasta Merube. When you've got a choice of learning a larger outcome or a smaller outcome, always go for the smaller. Don't be too ambitious when you're deducing. When you when it's a deduction, when it's an extrapolation, you you go for the the lesser. You go for the minimum extrapolation, not for the maximum extrapolation. And you can go back to Sukkah Daf Hey, 
which I advise you to do in any case to refresh your memories, and there you'll see how this all works and why and why it works. Rashi explains, Whenever you find two ways, one includes a lot, one includes a little. We explain in Sukkadav Hey that Rashi says this is just advice. It's just smart. It's smart to take the smaller one. Because if you're making a mistake, it should have been eight days, and you only took seven days, your seven days law is right. There's nothing wrong with what you learned, you just didn't go all the way. Because the big includes the little. But if you said eight days, and you really should have said only seven days, you've made an error. You bring people are making up on the eighth day, and that's not the right thing. So don't risk an error. It's not necessary to risk an error. If you can be safe, be safe when you're extrapolating. And we talked about the, the back back in Sukkah. This is last July, I think. We talked about the idea that that that, that the, the, the Gemara is high risk stuff. It's not so today because we've got all these sforim and we know what the outcomes is. We've got a Shulchan Aruch and millions of things since the, since the Shulchan Aruch. But in the time of the Gemara, they were extrapolating. They were reasoning things out from Tanakh and, and Torah Shabbat Peh, the oral law. And their conclusions had to be right because if their conclusions were wrong, then the Jewish people for the rest of eternity would be keeping halakha incorrectly. So they had to be reasoning very accurately. That's why the Talmud is the most relevant and finest and brilliant method of thinking apart from all the other things that Gemara is. A way of thinking because this was real high risk. They had, as Nassim Talib says, they had real skin in the game. You make a mistake, this is serious. A consultant nowadays makes a mistake. So what? I made a mistake. So well, I'm only a consultant, not my problem, your problem. Uh, a doctor makes a mistake. You know, they think Corona is this. They think, sorry, we made a mistake. But in Gemara, there's no sorry we made a mistake. It's got to be right. If it's got to be right, don't risk when you could make it seven days or eight days and you're not sure which. Go with the one you're sure of. There's no reason to take risks on the eighth day when you don't have certainty. So it's a way, it's a way of thinking that's very important. The Gemara goes on on Omud Bayes and says, uh, that Gemara is trying to work out, and, and it says that you learn from Rosh Chodesh, the one who wants to suggest Rosh Chodesh, you count 30 days, 29 and a half days, and then you've got a Rosh Chodesh, and Rosh Chodesh is then one day, no Tashlumim. You can't bring the Korbanot of Rosh Chodesh on the next day. You've got one day to do it. And the Gemara wants to suggest, Atzeret is the same thing, you count 49 days. <coughs> so the unit of the Yom Tov is days. Just as the 29 days makes a Rosh Chodesh, 49 days makes a Shavuot. So Shavuot is one day. It's one unit of time. That Yom Tov works in units. Sukkot works in a week. So you've got, you've got a week. Shavuot, uh, Pesach works in a week. But, but Shavuot works in days. It's 49 days and then it's Shavuot. And therefore, it's only one day to bring the Korban. How can you have Tashlumin for seven days? Amar Rava, Vatisbara, is that so? Atu Atzeret, Yomei, Minyana, Shavuot, Lo Manina. Do we only count days for Shavuot? In the Sphira Salome, we count weeks as well. Doesn't it say that you've got to count days? It says 50 days. And it says, it also says seven weeks. And, and the um, Rambam learns from here that there's, there's a mitzvah in the, in the weeks and there's a mitzvah in the days. 
questions. Are they two separate mitzvahs? Is it the one mitzvah? But you've got to count the days and the weeks. This is a, this is the source. So you see from there that that there are Shavuot as well. There are weeks as well. It's not only days. So Shavuot is a festival of weeks. For Od, Chag Shavuot Ketiv, it calls it Shavuot. It's called the festival of weeks. Where are the weeks? So not only do you have the weeks to be, to count up to Shavuot, seven weeks to count up to Shavuot, but also you've got the week of Shavuot itself, which means the week to do the Tashlumin. Asks the, the Ritvo, now you know what the Ritvo's cash is going to be, don't you? You've got weeks and you've got days. Asks the Ritvo, so, so learn the shorter one. That means if you go by the fact that we count Sfirat HaOmer by the day, then you've got Shavuot as one day, no Tashlumin, no time to make up for last time. If you say, no, we can't Shavuot by the weeks, then Shavuot is a week's festival, and you've got a full week to do the Tashlumin. So now you've got a choice. Is it days or is it weeks? Do you have one day, only Shavuot itself, to bring the Korban? If you didn't bring it on Shavuot, it's fallen, it's gone, your opportunity is lost. Or should you learn that you've got a full week to do it afterwards? You've got a choice, Tafasta Merubah, Lo Tafasta. Take the smaller one. If you're not sure which one it is, take the smaller one. That is the kasha of the Ritvo. Answers the Ritvo, the Heinedambrin and Vod Chagashavot. Because of this weakness in reasoning, the Gemara goes on to say, Vod, and furthermore, another reason is Chagashavot Ktiv. On the one hand, yes, it says weeks and it says days. So you might say, well, it says weeks and it says days. Maybe it's weeks, maybe it's days. How do we know whether it's one day or it's one week that you have to bring the korban? Answers the Gemara, says, It's called the festival of weeks. So you know you've got a week, says the Ritvo. That's why the Gemara found it necessary to add that reason because the first one alone is not sufficient. The um, Ran, now the Ran was born 15, when he was 15 when the Ritvo died, both in Spain. And the, uh, so the, the Ran clearly knew the Ritvo's answer, and probably the Ritvo wasn't the only one in Spain, that was their whole school. We had the Kasha, the, the, the question's a great question, and that was the Ritvo's answer until the Ran comes along. Naran comes along, it's the 14th century again, so he's just after the period of the, of the Ritvo, and he asks the same question, and he brings the answer that the Ritvo brings, and then he says, but I have a different answer. And it's in the different answer of the, of the run that we have the principle that's so important. Says the run. You don't just apply this principle randomly every time. You've got two options. Is it small or is it big? Go with the smaller one because it's safer. You've got to be intelligent with how you apply the principle. Where you apply it is, Where you apply it is whether it's an either or. Either it's the small number or it's the big number. I've got to make a choice. You've got to make a choice and you're not sure. Go with the smaller number because that way you're safe. The bigger, the bigger number you left in doubt. And the smaller number there is no doubt. But here you can, you can accommodate them both. Because the days are used to tell you that Shavuos is unique in that it's a one-day yomtif. And the weeks are used to teach you that you've got seven days to make up if you didn't bring the korban on the first day. You've got Tashlumin of Zion. So you can use them both. What the, what the run is saying here is, is Lahavdil a brilliant idea that Jim Collins coined uh, when he talked about the, uh, the, the tyranny of the awe and the genius of the and. That very often we look at situations and we think, which one should I do? Is it this or is it that? And we get into dilemma and I've got to make a choice. So now I make a conservative choice, be safe. But Jim Collins says, as Lahavdil Duran said centuries before him, be careful. 
Sometimes it's not an either or. Sometimes there's an and. Sometimes you can do it both. We do an interesting um, exercise with, with business leaders. We get them into, a, into a conversations in chavruses, in pairs. And we give them a business issue to discuss. And, and the conversation, somebody has to suggest something. And then the other one has to say and and add something. Not or and not but. And then he says and, and then the other one has to say, hmm, and. And now the other one has to say, ah, okay, and. And now you start moving into innovative territory. Because it's very easy to say, hmm, okay, but then you can't do this. Or, but that means that and not that. Or which one should we do? Or so, so, so to avoid the but and to avoid the either or. <laughs> and to see what happens when you push it. Now you can't always. Sometimes it isn't. It isn't. And uh, it's Shabbos, and you've got to choose when you're, whether you're in Rana or you're Shalayim for Shabbos. You can't say and. There are times when you've got to make an or decision. So when there's an or decision, says the run, be safe. Always go for the one that doesn't with, with the less risky one. When you're dealing with high risk issues like psakalacha, go with the lower risk. Don't go with the higher risk. Go with with the smaller one. But first check that it really isn't either or. Because if it's a situation, but here you can use them both. If you look at it carefully, you realize here you can use the days of the Omer to teach you that Shavuot is a one-day Yom Tif, and the weeks of the Omer to teach you that Shavuot allows seven days in which to do Tashlumin. So you've satisfied both of them. In that case, you don't apply the principle of Tafasta, Meruba, Lo Tafasta. In that, in that situation, you embrace the all. You embrace all of it. You expand your boundaries. You expand your thinking to be as inclusive of ideas as you can. And it's a wonderful exercise to do in one's own thinking and, and in group thinking to make sure that you don't stop thinking too early, assuming that it's an either or, that you allow yourself to explore. Is there a possibility of this and also something more? Because when you look at that, uh, you, you, the, the, the horizons open up and there's a possibility to think in the most innovative way.